Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jersey Football Chat. Uh, as always, Cass is here and today we've got two of the island referees on the show. We've got Richard Dyer and Paul Kemp. How are we all doing? Yeah, it's good. Thanks yeah. very much for inviting us on. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Su- surviving this COVID kind of uh, a world of chaos that we're in at the moment. It's We're, we're getting through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How are you doing, Cass? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, boys. Nice to see you and get a different perspective on local football. We've had some really good uh, guests in previous ones, uh, coaches, managers, players. Some of the dressing room banter has been great, but we thought if we get uh, another perspective on what's important in local football and you guys, great that you can come on and We've got some questions to talk through and then just to get to understand more about a referee and what lies behind it. Great. Yeah. Good. Thanks again. Sure. Good to see uh, you too, Cass. Let's start with a quick question just in general for you both. Have you always been into football? Have you always been football people? Um, did you play growing up? Oh, crikey, he's definitely won that argument. Um, yeah, I, I played football all the way through. Um, absolutely football mad. Um, Manchester United fans since the mid-70s of all things. But yeah, yeah football all the way through. Um, in fact, me and Cass used to, we used to play against each other going back to junior days, didn't we, Cass? That's a long time ago now. Oh, yeah, but, you um, must have a... Maybe get a bad back, try to collect all the balls at the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah a few, whistled a few past me, I think. But um, yeah, great, absolutely love football. Always, always been a fan of it, and um, got into refereeing after after a back injury, unfortunately. But it's great to still be part of the game. It's still got a massive passion for it. Good. And you, Richard? Again, similar, I suppose. From a young age, played football, enjoyed football. Um, Played a lot of kind of at the school level, at a reasonable level. And then it was kind of tatered off as I got about 14, 15. Didn't grow. I was also a goalkeeper, but didn't get the height and the, uh, that needed at that point. Um, memories of a kind of Chelsea fan standing in the shed end on my dad's shoulders. Um, and, and then also kind of even younger, watching him play football from conquer trees most of the time. Uh, and, and memories. I don't know how it would go down in Jersey, but I remember one time a game happened to be stopped because they they had lost me. So I had 22 players, two linesmen, and a, and a referee searching <laughs> for me at about the age of six. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know how that would go down over here at the moment in the modern game. But... No, I think just to be clear as well, Dan, uh, you got Paul, obviously local, um, Richard. From London, I take it. Is that your background? Yeah, originally from, uh, yeah, Kent. Kent, just outside yeah. London. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Then that'll give us more perspective on how you've seen things in the UK as well as since you've come over here. So that's good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and the theme going on here with goalkeepers turning into referees. Yeah. We've got Gareth uh, Bailey as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder when big Ewan Vanderfleet will be coming down to do his uh, <laughs> referees courses. Well, well, he's very welcome to do the course, guys. Yeah. Very welcome. We'd love I to see him. I think he'd be very good. He's a, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. I'd be interested to see how he was as a referee. There's a few others as well. There's Harry Walker, Kieran Pack. They're keepers. Yeah, there's a good few of you. Yeah, it definitely, definitely seems to be a theme. Natural progression. That's the pathway from football to referee. 
<laughs> we'll take anyone. So right back, left back, goalkeeper, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, going on to the referees, when did the idea first come about for you two? When did you think, oh, referee might be something that I want to do what I to keep myself in the game or just something I'm interested to do anyway? I think, um, for me, it was, uh, as I say, mid-30s, I, um, I injured my back at work and it meant really I couldn't play to any sort of level. Um, and it was just, I desperately wanted to stay involved. I really enjoy just being around the game, being around the guys, uh, everyone involved in football. It's fantastic. And it, it, like everyone really that's involved in football, it's something you look forward to as, as you're part of the week. Um, and I looked at refereeing and I thought, I'll give it a go. You know, I've, you know, I've helped out from time to time. And it, yeah, and, and I'm glad I did. It's fantastic. And it, it, you're very much involved. Part of a good community. And 99 times out of 100, you come away from a game feeling part of it and, and really enjoying yourself. So, yeah, that was me. Sure. Good. And Paul, did you do a, you did a bit of coaching as well, like with the kids? I know your son's a good young goalkeeper, Jack. Yeah. Um, but do you still do and Do you still help out with that? Or does the referee take over a little bit? As, as you know, Cass, I'm, I'm more into the cricket now with coaching side of things. I keep it separate. Um, yes, I did do a little bit of coaching with the, with the football with Jack, but I found it quite difficult coaching my own son, if I'm honest. And he got to a sort yeah. of age where he'd rather I was step back and did the sidelines. So that I get to be dad at football matches now, which I love. Um, but I, I look I've forward gone to, to that the cricket day. side. Hmm? I look forward to that day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful. But um, I've, I've got every admiration for people who coach. I think you do an amazing job. Um, it, it, there's so many great people in local football, but um, my my side of it, it's nice to actually be dad on that side, and I, I I do the cricket side for coaching. Yeah, for sure. Busy man. And Richard? Well, I, I, no intention of refereeing ever. Um, I I think as a player, I don't even consider. I didn't even think I considered where the referee came from, who they were, what they did, and and kind of. I, I think the only time I was frustrated is is one time getting a red card, but. I stopped playing football when my son was born. And um, then when he started showing an interest in football, got involved with the coaching a little bit. And it started out as putting out cones and, and kind of just helping out on a Sunday with, with them in the minis. Um, and then got more interested in that and did my level one coaching. And, and it was um, at that point that I saw an advert for, for refereeing in, in the paper, um, and thought, oh, it, wouldn't it be nice to know the, the rules of the game? So if I'm teaching young kids, wouldn't it be great if I knew what I was talking about rather than kind of second guessing it? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think had the intention of purely going on to, to just learn and never actually really use it. And, and kind of there's a really good kind of mentoring facility when, when you take your, 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 your when you do your, um, your training. Um, and before I knew it, I stood there in a bunch of an in front of a bunch of adults in the middle of a centre circle, blowing the whistle, and going, "Oh, this isn't too bad." Most of the time, it's kind of I actually get a, do enjoy this, and and it's back in football. Um, so that's where I kind of ended up uh, getting back involved in it, or, or getting involved in the referee, and and that's so. really interesting. Really, really interesting. Like you say, you only did it to kind of develop your understanding of the game and you just yeah. kind of fell in love with it it's it's great yeah I think it, it it brought back a passion for football that I hadn't done whilst my two boys were younger 
Yeah. Um, and, and kind of it, it reminded me how much I enjoyed football and how much po- I probably missed playing it. Um, and as a result, I've actually ended up kind of going back to playing over 35s football um, okay. and not at a particularly great standard, but enjoying that camaraderie. And I think that's been good for me refereeing as well, because I think that's kind of reminded me about the passion as a player yeah. that, that, that sometimes can get lost when you're in the middle. Yeah, um, and I think I think it's also great that if you're playing football with other footballers and they see that you're you're playing the game, you're whatever type of player you are, and they don't look at you as a referee, and it's trying to get that stigma across that we're all part of the game, yeah. uh, and and try to lift that that actually, yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's been a great goalkeeper. Gareth Bailey, I'm sure, was around Ireland to let was, it, yeah. Yeah. team and played for Jersey. So what what we'd love to see is more players move into the game and this is great to get this insight that we've had players that have played and then move along because there is some refs that haven't played local football or, or came across and they've just focused on the referee in which some people don't really understand or ever get to hear about. Yeah and, and I think as well there's some, <laughs> some people that perhaps haven't played much football but still have a passion for football and, and kind of supporting and, and sit there w- within the kind of refereeing and, and it's it, what I get from from talking to the referees is it, just a passion for football whatever yeah. side of it, it is it's it's kind of a real enjoyment for the game um, that you get a buzz out of and Richard do you get your football fix as a referee similar to what you had as a player or is it totally different it's different it, it, it is different um, I, I think kind of where better to be sometimes than, than kind of five year, five yards behind the player who's banging it in the back of the net. You've got the best view on the pitch, really. So you get a buzz from that and you see it. It's not the same as when you're in the winning team and things like that. Um, you, you have your own personal kind of goals, I think, and, and kind of enjoyments when you when you come away and you feel that you've had a good game and, and kind of you've, you've managed something well. Um, but it, refereeing can be a bit lonely. There, there are times that it kind of it's a real luxury when you go out as a team of three and, and kind of you have that support from each other. The fact we use the comms over here um, when, when we get the opportunities to is good because it's that kind of camaraderie that you would get. Yeah, the comms pieces, the, yeah, the, the communication good. earpiece. Because uh, it is, it's, it's that kind of little bit of reassurance that when you've done something right and, and kind of reminded that, that kind of, well, back off, walk up, kind of, you know, like kind of, it's just that support that you get that yeah, makes good, the game yeah. a much more enjoyable because it's part, again, you're part of a team you're as you're doing it. You're so. as well when you're wired yeah. up. Yeah, good. Yeah. How, how hard is it when it is just you and 22 men on each side just shouting constantly sometimes? Yeah, I think that's. I think, I think it's a fair shout from Richard. Actually, um, you know, when you play the game, you're with eleven of eleven other guys, fifteen in a squad, whatever, and you win games. And camaraderie is brilliant. But when you're a team of three, it's a huge, huge support. It's, you know, and it's a it's a real difference. And it can be it can be quite a lonely place, as Richard says, when you're on your own. I mean, nine times out of ten, you'll you'll have a game and it, and it'll be great. And I'm a local lad. Richard's been around a, a little while now. He'll know a lot of the players, and you can have a great time out there. But there are the odd occasion where it's not so so much fun, you know. But not not too often. But uh, big difference. It's it's nice to work as a team of three. You definitely get more of a buzz out of that. Sure. Uh, it's it's something actually that's coming much more into the game now as as the referee numbers. I know you'll you'll pick up on that. But as the referee numbers have have picked up, and it, it's fantastic. You, you're more likely to be part of the team of three at the moment. And I think 
and Cass, uh, as a as a club man, will probably agree as well. Um, how much nicer it is to see free officials. It makes life a lot easier than having to persuade yeah, one of the yeah. subs to run the line or what have you. Yeah, 100%. Even down to the junior football, I mean, some yeah. of the younger guys that are doing that and helping out, it just takes, the, the coach can coach and enjoy his game then. And uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. But moving on, moving on then from the from the intro about when we just talk around, what does it take locally to become a referee? What type of training do you have to do? to stay fit and also what, what courses do you need to go on to become a ref or find out about being a ref? Okay, you'll be in place for this as RDO, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I was just going to say field that one, no problem at all. Um, at the moment, obviously, Cass, we've got the, the, the local course that's being run very shortly. Um, the JFA are very have put an awful lot of work in lately into marketing and getting more referees into the game. It's fantastic. Um, when I, I did my initial course, I think it was going back to 2004, it was over 10 weeks. Um, and it was, I think it was a couple of hours every week in regards to that. And it was a different setup, but this, this is run on a Friday night and, and a full day, Saturday, full day, Sunday, including getting involved in some of the junior games at Springfield, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, Trevor Massey, you'll probably be aware of, I think you probably met him last time he came over. Um, Cheshire RDO, very heavily involved. I think he was a, a linesman at an FA Cup final. So very, very, very good referee, man. Comes over and he's going to be leading the course again. Um, so lots to look forward to. But the actual course itself is very well done. There's obviously learning the laws, but also getting out there and doing some practical stuff, as I say, working, you know, in some of the junior games, um, getting, getting a little bit of a spell out there. And then once you get through the course, um, you're looking at being mentored for five games and then led through. But uh, the huge difference, um, although I'm not complaining, certainly 2004 when I there was plenty of support there, but the support now is 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 unbelievable. The difference, yeah, and I'm sure yeah. Richard would agree with that. Mm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, I think it was two. What am I now? So it's 2015. I think I, I took the course, um, and and I think the the community amongst referees is phenomenal. The, the the kind of the support that you get to try and get you in once people are in, um, but there's kind of uh, uh, that that's where you get your mentorship and your support after the training and and it was the same for me it was a two and a half day Friday evening and then Saturday Sunday um, based around kind of uh, the the theory of laws of the game and then kind of practical sides of it of managing games um, yeah. even even down to the con- I suppose competition laws and, and rules that you kind of need to uphold uh, uh, yeah. team sheets and and that that yeah. you need to think about that you're responsible for. Here's a question for both of you about um, football players and coaches, managers. Do you think they understand the laws of the game to the level that they need to? And if they understood a bit more of that, the, 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 especially the new laws of the game, um, would it make match days a little bit easier? Or do you think there's a bit of an education piece there for players and coaches on the rules and laws? I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, Cass, to be honest with you. I think there's some there's some coaches, some players out there that would know the, know the laws of the game as, as, as well as any referee. And there's some that would probably be quite shocked if they did a, law to, um, a knowledge check and would actually be quite surprised what they didn't know. Um, so I think there is some, there would be some good learning in there, to be quite honest with you. And I think, you know, looking at the course and what we do and, 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 and some of the laws, I think would be great benefit. But there are obviously some great football people out there that coach, play, what have you, would have a good understanding but the laws, you know, there's there's new laws being brought in every year. So it is, you know, to get the understanding, even you, 
you can imagine when we brought the sin bins in, for example, and a little bit of confusion, certainly from the players, the coaches in regards to that. So when little things like this get brought in, um, there, there can be some great benefit and, um, and yeah. some learning from that, definitely. And, and you mentioned the sin bin there. How have these new laws, has is it, is it, is it helped the game? Have you found it easier for you to then manage the game because you've got that extra um, su support or point to make if you wanted to get someone to be sin bin for a certain amount of time? Is it just the red cards and stuff like that? I think statistically, I think it's. I think we're in the third season of the sin bins now. I think statistically, it has shown an improvement. Um, very, very. Personally, I think they're a great idea. I really do. I think they're a good, good tool for a referee to manage a game. Uh, ultimately, as a player, I think I'd much rather um, take a yellow card and a fine than than spend ten minutes off the game and let my team down, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? I mean that 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 player being off at certain points of the time can make a great deal of difference to a game. And, yeah. you know, that feeling that you've let your whole teammates down at the end of the day. And that's a real deterrent, obviously only used for dissent. Um, and it's a, it's a good tool. I think different referees use it in different ways. Some are more confident using it. Some maybe not so much so. And I think it's something we, it's, 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 we go back to that consistency, the word again, we try and try and feel. But it's, it's, I think it's a very good tool, very much so. Good. Then um, just moving on to just try to get a an understanding of your first, your first game that you had, both of you. The first game was, a, a, from what I remember, very uneventful. It was an under-11s game at Springfield in part of the development. And, and that's normally quite a, a common way in for for new new officials. That they're, they're kind of, you start, I think it was three or four games in when, when doing an under-15s um, uh, local... Derby, I suppose, really. St Paul's, uh, St Peter's are quite uh, challenging for for games and, and quite good standard. That you you then, it was when the first time I noticed that I was kind of standing out there and felt on my own a little bit. And all oh, this is getting a little bit more serious. Um, but yeah, no, it's um again, you you kind of you have your time on the pitch, you do what you do, and then you come off and you kind of reflect on it yourself. But also in those early games, you have people to talk it through and. And kind of, you'll have a full discussion yeah. about kind of, oh, what did you, what what were you thinking when you gave this decision, or, and just kind of pointers and tips that that were really helpful. Well, uh, go on, go on, Dan. Were you nervous with the addition of having people watch you referee as well, refereeing you, refereeing in a sense? Um, you are, um, you are. It's funny when you're out on the pitch. It, it's really um you're quite narrow-minded of what's going on because you're kind of really concentrating on trying to pick up everything and being aware of what's going on around you. Yeah. Quite often, you it's one of the reasons I think I really enjoy refereeing. I work in quite a stressful role within mental health. And, and actually, that 90 minutes you walk on the pitch, you can't worry about your problems at work. You can't worry about what's happening at home. You are fully focused in, in, in what you're doing. And I think that's in some ways that's what I enjoy about it. Is it's that it's that free ninety minutes where I don't worry about my problems or, or what's going on at work. Yeah. Um, or I, it's not always the best ninety minutes. You can you can sort of like um, you know, you're aware of kind of I suppose the difficulties we have and abuse and, and kind of um, the dissent we've talked about and things like that. But it is you're, you're kind of engrossed in what you're doing. Um, yeah. 
I mean, you touched on a subject there that we brought up last week, and I think it's worthwhile mentioning for referees as well. How do you manage the mental health? Because it must be quite difficult when you've got papers, you're, you, you know, your local amateur level, and you've got newspapers criticising, you've got social media. How do you guys manage that, and how do you handle? Do you, do you, have you got a support network to be your mental health, and how does that work? Yeah, I'll lead. I mean, we've all had games where we've come away feeling that we've not enjoyed ourselves. It's been difficult. Um, and sometimes even if you, you feel like you've performed badly yourself, you, you really find it difficult and it's difficult to reflect on. Um, we, it's a very, I think Rich touched on it quite, quite well there before. It's, it's a very close community. There's a lot of network out there. There's a lot of people we can all phone up for support. Um, and we do look, look out for each other. There's, I think maybe in times gone past, referees left the game because they felt, you know, they'd had a, a few tough games or a really tough time. But it's, it's a different time now that we've got so much support out there, so many people willing to get involved. And the, and the other thing as well, that perhaps I didn't mention in regards to, say, referees joining refereeing and start. There's no reason why, for example, if you were a little bit lacking in confidence or you weren't so confident yet, you can start off with just doing junior games. You can start off with just doing lower level games. So you, you just referee to the level you feel comfortable at, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. But in regards to support, a huge network out there is an awful lot of people that you can get in touch with. We're, we're quite a social bunch as well. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's great. It's, it's a real good community. That's really good. And uh, so, your, so your, first, your, your first game then, Paul, is uh, in senior football. How was it? And how did, um, how did your first game go? I, I, yeah, I started off, um, I'm trying to remember back, but I started off with a few junior games, which was a different, different experience altogether. It was very odd. You do sort of feel quite self-conscious. You, you sort of think, oh, this will be easy. Kids are great. Not so much so much on the sidelines, perhaps. But then you go into senior football. Um, I think it was lucky for me because I, I know most of the players anyway from having played with them and, and, and different things. It was, I really enjoyed it generally. You start off with over 35 games, C-team football and what have you, and you, you build your way up. Um, I don't really, I think the first season I did it, I found it, I really quite enjoyed it. I can't remember too many negative experiences. Um, I think it was quite lucky in regards to that, as I say, but it was, it, it is, it, as Richard said, it is, I mean, obviously with, with what I do for a living is I'm a, I work in the police. So um, coming out and refereeing, it's, it is, it's a different ball game. It's, it's a different ball game altogether, but um, yeah, I found it, found it relatively okay. I can't yeah, think of both got really good roles in the community and um, yeah, you, you still find the time to stop and be a, a football referee and I think that's the part, that the, the human element of where they, they turn up with a black strip on every week and they make my they, they, they destroy my happiness and that's the sort of stigma that's there and what we'd like to try and start is for people to realise that you guys have had a busy week as well and you're coming there. You want to enjoy the game and you'll give what you see. And yeah. it sounds easy to talk about it. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a poacher come gamekeeper in that respect, but I was, yeah, I've always got a lot to say and I have to control myself on the side and really think about what I'm saying and what the impact is. And as you get older, you get wiser and more experienced. Mm. But it, might, it must be difficult for you guys to turn up every week and have the same especially when you see the players so regular don't you it's not like you get yeah. like a two or three month break it's you can send somebody off on the Tuesday and you've got to referee that club on the on the Saturday and then there's all that emotion that builds with it 
that must be quite yeah. challenging to work with. And fair play to you both for having two great jobs and then coming and doing that. But what, what yeah, going just, just one more, sorry, Paul, but just one other point on the, what's the, what's the best game that you've refereed and you know, the, the highlight so far for, for, for both of you? I really struggle with this. And I think kind of some of the best games that I've, I've refereed are, are ones that you weren't expecting to be thrilling games and you've come across uh, and, and always for me, it's, it's, it's the games that you come away and you feel that you're, you're not the center of attention or it's not a big decision that you kick it in there that kind of you feel uncomfortable with. Um, but uh, it, it's it, going back to, I suppose, as well, that referee and that kind of being in the, on your own in the middle sometimes. It's, it's you could go out there and, and think you've had an absolute perfect game, given everything you've seen. However, you're still going to have 22 players that will have different opinions of it because they yeah, see it yeah. through, through red eyes or blue eyes, kind of every de- decision slightly different. And we, we don't have that opportunity of VAR or kind of reviewing it in, in Sky Sports or Match of the Day kind of where you can sit there and go, oh yeah, you know what, I'm right. You, I did get that one wrong or or kind of actually, yeah, spot on. I nailed that one and, and got that correct. So yeah. it's kind of, it, it's yeah. nice when you come away and you've had a thrilling game and there's been lots of action, but you, you're kind of not been overly involved. You always feel yeah. good about those games. So, so what game stands out? Is there one in particular that you can see St. Peter's v Wanderers or something that really stood um, out. What's uh, the biggest occasion you've refereed at as well? I've been fortunate to go across to Guernsey a couple of times and get involved in a couple of the cup games over there and things like that, which has just been a nice event, nice day out, kind of getting the flight across. So that that's always different. I think locally you always kind of hope to get a decent cup final at the end of the season that you, you can do and because there's a bit more emotion or a bit more kind of, there's there's more on the line. The same for the players. It's something, it means something to people. So, again, you feel like you're on the spotlight a little bit more. And, um, so, and, cup final, kind of, is that what you're saying? A cup final has been your best cup, one? Cup finals, they're always, they're always, they're always special because you want it to be right. You want to get it right on those games as, more than any other game. So, I think they're kind of, um, the, the buzz is good when you come off them and they're, they're, they've been a good game and you've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. Paul, Paul, what's your biggest I, game that you've refereed on? Yeah, I'd agree with that, Cass, and I, and I see where you're going as well. I, I, I think, as with Richard, we, we always look forward to the cup finals, whether it's fourth official on the line or in the middle, um, working as a team, especially, I particularly enjoy um, up at Springfield, I must admit, it's, it's been good fun. But uh, one real highlight, I think I did the Star Trophy a couple of years ago. And I mean, yeah. just the passion, the boys that were involved were so were brilliant on the day. They were all so up for it. And it meant so much to them, but the crowd was good as well. It was must have been three, four hundred people. It was held at St Peter, and I think that, that was probably a game that I'll remember for many years. And it really stood out. I really enjoyed that, and I think yeah. I got a lot of um, nice feedback after the game from from players. Um, you know, and great feedback for their attitude as well, and parents alike. It was just a really good day. Um, so that that's one game that stood out for me. How hard was that for you? Obviously, Jersey man, reffing a Jersey Guernsey game. Is that always up there when, like, especially with like parents and stuff? Um, is it extra? Are you thinking about your decisions more? No, not not at all. It's absolutely impartial, one hundred percent. And I and I promise you that it's it's yeah. it's it to me. I, I know, I know 100% know that everyone that I work with in the refereeing group will say the same. You want to go out and you want to make sure you do the best you can, give the best decisions and, and totally impartial. 
I would never, never, never consider that. A Jersey Guernsey, whatever. I just want to be part of a good game. And on, yeah. on that occasion, it really was. Thoroughly enjoyed it. For sure. It's a great one to be involved in. Um, yeah. In recent, well, this year in particular, I've noticed there's been a huge rise in officials. And as you've been saying earlier, um, when there's been two linesmen as well as yourself, there's been a huge number of games where I've seen that. Um, what's that down to, do you think? My personal opinion, oh, I hope I'm not talking over you there, Rich, but if, I'll just quickly throw a few words in. Um, the work going on behind the scenes at the JFA is phenomenal. Um, I know Dave Kennedy's come in recently, fantastic football man, fantastic uh, in regards to, to the business. Brian Oliver's put an awful lot of work in. There's other people behind the scenes, like Tim Pryor, brilliant marketing man, brilliant JFA man, Jonathan LaFondre and the coaches, et cetera. But the work that's gone in there into marketing, refereeing, trying to get referees on board, and the support that's now being given to refereeing is, is it's, I keep using the word phenomenal, but I genuinely mean it. Um, they're looking at so many, you know, professional development days, observer training. There's just so much um, to look forward to as part of refereeing now. And this has all been led by the JFA. Um, yeah. Apart from all the great people that have worked in the refereeing community already, we're working so, you know, so well under, with the, you know, as part of the JFA. It's, it's phenomenal, genuinely. I've got to stop using that word, haven't I? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the difference, I've noticed it this year alone, um, is, is how much the referees are, their, their welfare is considered, their, their support, and also how much they're valued. Because you, you now, you, without, without a doubt, you're made to feel as very much part of local football. Without you, you know, football's in trouble. We need you. And um, it, we, we're, we're made to feel like that. And I think uh, everyone in the refereeing community is just enjoying it so much, really are. Good stuff. It, I'll mirror that with, with Paul. I think it's, it's definitely about a, a more joint-up bit of work with the JFA, um, whereas I think the two associations, the, the, the JFA and the, the Jersey Referees Association, ran very side-by-side, side, but not really working together. And I think there's been lots of investment this year. Paul's position as, as RDO with some hours associated to that. Um, and a lots of um, interest, I suppose, from, from Brian, isn't it? He, I think he's learned yeah. loads looking into the referee. And whereas it was just an entity that sat on the side um, prior to that. Um, yeah. So there's, there's been a big movement. And, and, and again, this, this desire to put a spin on the positive side of, of refereeing. That, um, that it is people that enjoy the game and want to be involved in the game, whereas I don't think that has previously been been kind of looked at. Yeah, it's it's certainly improved a, a massive amount in the last year. Um, as I say, no no disrespect to any previously, but uh, you know the team that's in there now is working extremely hard, and and there's uh, yeah, I think the, the experience for referees is is very positive now that the support is definitely there, and you feel valued. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, you don't feel. I think Richard, I'm probably not wrong in saying you probably agree with us. We did sort of feel out on a limb a little bit previously. Mm, I would suggest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that, that is good, and that is about you know the governance. I remember when John Luke was involved in um, as the CEO, yeah. he put a lot of governance in place and, and definitely pulled a lot of stuff together. And now Dave, Brian, and the team there are, are driving it forward, like you say. And it's a, it's a, it's a beast of a it's the biggest sport. I know some sports don't like you saying that, but it's the most played. It does take a hell of a lot of time and effort and resources to run it on a weekly basis. And um, 
You know, it is important everyone understands what every little bit of, uh, of the piece works towards, and it's to give players games of football on a Saturday or midweek, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Moving up, moving along into the season, last season finished short. This season had an interruption. But how are you guys coping and handling with that? Are you were you enjoying the start of the season? And was there any teams or any games that stood out for you? Um, personally, Cass, I think along with everyone, I think we're just so we've been so happy that we've been doing something because it was so long a break, wasn't there? Um, I've I've really enjoyed the, the the start of the season. Obviously, it's a bit of a blip that we're we're back where we are again. Um, it had been going really, really well. I think all the guys would probably say the same. I'm sure Richard would agree. Um, I've been really enjoying it. I can't think of any specific games that stood out, but I think there seems to be a change. People just seem to be so pleased to be playing football again. I think it's, it's been going really well for me on a personal level anyway. And you, Richard, do you feel the yeah, same? Yeah, in agreement. I suppose the, the, the closing of football has been the most difficult thing. The, the fact I think it takes up so much of my time normally whether it be coaching or, or kind of involved with referee in meetings and um, I, I'm quite surprised how much I'm missing it to be honest I thought uh, all the free time would be nice um, but the, the wife's now wanting to kick me out on a Saturday afternoon rather than keep me at home which yeah. um, was, was the <laughs> argument pre-Christmas I think we can um, all share that feeling mate yeah so um, I, I think there's I, I've noticed this season I, I've stepped up a mark in, in kind of games I'm doing and getting to do more games that are, are perhaps premiership games and things like that, which is which is great, which again adds a, a bit more challenge to, to the games. Um, I think there is uh, our, our premiership is, is very kind of um, there's, there's lots at stake with games. So three points means a lot to teams at the moment in the premiership and, and kind of so it means that you could have um, Big games with even games that you're not expecting to be to to be quite so big, um, but which can throw up some challenges, I suppose, as a referee around that game management and things like that. But but kind of yeah, generally really enjoying in, in, being on the field again and, and missing that now whilst it's shut. Yeah, because the matches, the games this year, all levels have been, especially in the Premiership, it's been really close. Four or yeah. five teams all in any given day can beat each other. Um, to my footballing point, it must have been exciting to because the games were quite close. It wasn't like huge results and gaps between them. So I've watched a few games. I was really enjoying going to watch them. And you know, one first half, one team's winning. Second half, the other team wins the game. And you're like, I've not seen games like that for a long time. Yep. I, I've really so enjoyed. Little, uh, sorry, go. On. Sorry, sorry, go on, Dan. I was just going to say that I've been really enjoying going to the games as well, and. I think the morale around football itself, I think because it got taken away, it's kind of people have realised how important or how much they actually enjoy it. And they took it yeah. granted for a bit. So I think that's really helped in a sense. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, one, it's, it's important to try and make it change, not just be a fad. It's something that, you know, we move forward with it and we realise actually football is more enjoyable if we all got on together and, there's going to be ups and downs and fallouts, but you fall out with your own teammates, you know, so it's an emotional game, I think, and we'll never take that out of it. Yeah, but yeah just, I think that's fair, Cass. Yeah, just one uh, cheeky one for me, if you don't mind. I don't think it's, I don't think it's appropriate to call anyone out that's still playing, but what, what who's been the most difficult player that's maybe retired now, but that 
and I'm not included in this campaign, right? Oh, that's mine, Gordon. Who has been the most difficult player that you've had to, to, to manage or one where you turn up and you go, I just hope he doesn't start today or she doesn't start today? Um, yeah, is there anyone that you would that stands out? And this is to be taken in humour, it's not having a pop at anyone, but I've got teammates that probably didn't want to play with me, so it's, it's just a normal thing. Is there anyone that stands out? There's always characters. I mean, for me, I, I can't think of anyone that specifically I've ever thought, oh, I hope he's not playing today or I hope she's not playing today. Um, sometimes I actually enjoy the challenge or I enjoy the banter. And, and if anything, it's a test of your skills. Um, there's one player that stands out for me. I certainly won't mention names, but... It, 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 I, I just... I would, well, because he's quite scary and he's bigger than me as well, so I don't want to upset <laughs> um, yeah, You're a, a policeman, you're all right. Yeah, I'm a big guy as well, but this guy's bigger. But he's, um, all jokes aside, I mean, it got so bad at one stage, I did the usual stepped approach, got the captain across with him. Said, look, would you get control of this guy? Because he's going to, you know, and the captain just looked at me and said, do you honestly think he's going to listen to me? It was just one of those. And it's it's how you manage it. It, it, In the end, we had a laugh about it. And it's all very much high fives at the end. And, you know, that's what it's like. Football's a passionate game. And and sometimes that's, that's, you're exactly right with what you said earlier. We're all very passionate about it and we all show it in different ways. And I think sometimes you just gotta you've got to manage it. But there's certainly no one that I can ever think of that I, I wouldn't want to see on a football pitch, shall we say. But um yeah. there's a few that I'm sort of oh, this this will be an interesting one. And what about you, Rich? Is there anyone have you been here long enough to have a pain in the backside that's retired now that you'd be a bit braver than Kempe and give us a name? I, I, again, I, I suppose <laughs> and the, most of the people that I suppose that you, you sit there and think about that come to mind, not that it, it's passion, it's football, it, it's kind of, it's what happens. And, and I'm being, I'm, I'm ducking this one as well, Cassie, I think. I, I, know, I'm, I'm, I can throw my um, name five or six off the top of my head. You, 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 you know who they are, they know who they are. And, and I've had a number of games that you walk away and you're like, oh, bloody hell. But I think it's that. You, you, you're after it, you reflect and you do, you come into games thinking, can I manage it differently? Is there a, is there a way of getting rapport with these players that, that kind of can, can break that barrier a little bit? And, and I must say that even if you, you, you're kind of hated for 90 minutes on the pitch, most of the time you walk off afterwards and, and, and have a drink in the bar afterwards or oh, a chat good. afterwards. And there's not that issue. It, it's, it's, it is about the football and, um, and what's going on on the game. Now, that's that's good to hear. Or maybe I'll ask it in a slightly different way. Is there any players that were really difficult that you've managed and because you've had a relationship in a run of game, have actually turned from being a pain in the bum to now under that you, like you say, Kempe, have you seen a trend where players are actually becoming a bit better behaved on the pitch and therefore think, enjoying the game more? Is that... Is that yeah, I think certainly this season I've noticed a big change in a lot of people. I think people are just so relieved to be out there again and, and involved in football. I think you're right. I think Dan hit the nail on the head when he said that people have realised how important sport actually is for us in these times. Yeah, you're right. Um, but there are players that, you know, like you, you also said, there was another point where you also said that because we're obviously in Jersey, we see people so much more. It's not like I'll referee someone and then not see them for a year or two like it might happen in some of the counties in the UK. So you have to get on with people. And, and sometimes people will accept, you know, I think if, if, if like with anything, if you're honest enough and say, well, I'm going to make mistakes today, just like anyone else and hold your hand up to it or, you know, and just be personable, use some common sense and, and just referee the best you can. Approachable. I think you'll find most people will come around, if not all. Um, yeah. Generally, it's a brilliant. Most people. 
But there's generally some brilliant people involved in football over here. And, and, and I, for one, love being part of it. And I think you, you do, as, as you see people more time to time, my, my personal approach, is, and I'm sure Rich would agree the same, every game is a new game. It doesn't matter if I had dogs abuse off a player from the previous game, it's gone. It, you move on and you try and start again and just and, and try and get through. And, and I think most people seem to be reasonable with that. I think, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it is um, they're very different people on the pitch and they are off the pitch yeah. players as well. Yeah. And a lot of it is if they're not winning, the refs are often the scapegoat. So yeah. I, I think that's part of it as well. And how do you cope with that? In the back of your mind, you're like, the constant kind of, not constant, but when you do get the odd mouth off, um, how do you deal with that and say to yourself, it's not you, it's probably because they are losing? I think there's a knowledge of that, isn't there? That actually kind of, it's you're the one guy in the middle that's kind of making the decisions that they might not agree with because it's not going for their team. And and you have to have that in (laughs) mind. I know, Early on, a couple of couple of times come off the pitch, and some people complaining about foul throws. Oh, that's a foul throw. That's a foul. Throw. And I walked off at half time, sitting there thinking, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe I don't know what a foul throw is. And and, and it wasn't. It was just that appeal, constant appeal that you get. Um, and, and kind of, it, it was only afterwards that I kind of spoke with someone that was that was there with us at the time, actually. And I said, Have I completely got this wrong? And he said, No, 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 none of them. All spot on. But you have to have that thick skinned a little bit that, that kind of even if, if if you say it's red, it's it's blue to the other team. It, yeah. it, it, even if it's it, it's kind of obvious to you, they yeah. will appeal. That's that's part of it. And I, I was... there is an interesting I'm sorry, but there is an interesting trend that I'm hearing on the sides of the pitch or different more than you ever hear it before for um People that are now saying you can't do that anymore, you can't speak like that anymore, you can't behave like that anymore. People are actually having that conversation around football and I think that underlying that's a really yeah. good thing that's happening because you're sort of saying, well, that behaviour is old, old school, you don't do it no more. And if you do, the consequences are too high. You miss six weeks of football and you get 100 quid fine. It's not worth it, so let's just go on and enjoy it. And I think managing it the way you do it and continuing to manage it in that way I think the players will slowly, but they will get there. And it's really important that we train the juniors right so they grow up with the right conditioning in them about what's right and wrong. And I think that's a really important space to go in and teach junior games to make sure that the discipline's right and uh, they don't get conditioned to think moaning's um, acceptable. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely right, Cass. And I think I think you, you you're absolutely right in saying it's it's got to start at a lower level. Obviously, you know, juniors, minis, even minis coming through, the kids got to realise that um you, you've got to behave yourself, you've got to be respectful, you've got to do the right things. I mean, we all get frustrated. We all, you know, people want to win. People, and that's that's sport in general. But it, there's a way of behaving, isn't there? And I think if you start them at a younger age, and I think one of the one of the good things in in regards to refereeing is you're getting so many more referees refereeing younger games. And I think that's, that's starting them off yeah. at a younger age. So, I mean, under 12s, under 13s, they're now getting referees more. I think that's a good thing. I mean, it's a wonderful thing, but... Um, yeah, it looks, it looks that way. It definitely looks that way. I do feel a bit of a hypocrite shouting on the bit because of the way I've behaved in the past towards players, refs, and I've always had too much to say. So I just want to make that clear that I'm not sitting here two-faced, saying one thing and behaving another way. I, don't, I know I've had a 
bad record in the past of behaving that way, but I'm trying to make good about um, all you do is miss games of football and then at the end of it you look back and you think I was on the side more than I should have been on the pitch and it's not worth it. Not, not at our level. We play for to love it and the game's amazing and we need to make sure people love the game and respect I it. I think the only thing, yeah, I totally agree with that and the game is amazing. It's wonderful and it gives us so many hours of pleasure. I think the one, th- the one thing that gets uh, uh, disappoints me, shall we say, I, I get it. I mean, you know, the, the, we have a bit of a rant off, you know, during a game, you have a go at me or vice versa, what, whatever. As the game goes on, you, you might have a whinge, you might have a moan about decisions. But I think if, if that rolls over and you can't get over that after 5, 10, 15 minutes after a game, you can't shake someone's hands, you can't be respectful. I think that's, that's where it goes wrong. Um, that's, that's, that's what gets under my skin. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, We've worked together before. I think, you know, not always agreed with decisions, but we, we get on. And, you know, five minutes afterwards, we'll shake hands and we, we get on with things again. And that's wonderful. That's yeah. what, what it should be about. Everyone gets frustrated. Yeah. We're, never, we're not going to agree with every decision. But I think it, it's, the, it's the odd occasion where people roll it over and it's like the next week you see them, oh, it's him again. You're that ref, he's, he's this, that and the other. That's what disappoints me. And I think that's, that's the the one thing that we could really do with losing in the game, but it's very rare, very few and far between. For sure. Everything's a work in progress, isn't it? Absolutely. I think something you're saying there is as as well is is the the game's changing. The the game has evolved. So if you go back 10 years, 15 years, actually those those kind of tackles that used to go in and and that football's become a lot more technical. uh, And we, 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 penalise I suppose now for, for things that would be good tackles 10 years ago that you would have you would have you would have wanted your centre defender central defender to do that um, and I think kind of if you look at the development the coaching the way that the, the kind of the FA do their coaching now how that's changed in, in the way that kind of in, in encourages and entices players to play in different ways and, and that at a younger age so I do think it's it's all kind of catching up a little bit within um the attitude of football, the uh, kind of it, we, we are going through a change um, in, in in how we play football and everything as well that needs to kind of catch up a little bit. For sure, for sure. Um, moving on to the future, uh, for you guys, um, what are your goals for officiating, refereeing? Is there any uh, target for you, any games that you really want to manage? And me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching 50 now. Um, my, my thing is, honestly, I, I, I enjoy the fact I'm, I'm trying to get myself a lot fitter. Um, I want to be around the game as long as I can, um, looking at maybe getting involved more with observing, mentoring and just seeing the younger referees come through. And just as a local thing, yeah, you, any sort of cup final you can get involved in. And, and, and there's some wonderful games of football. The, the premiership's a quality standard. So anything locally, uh, no great ambitions any further than that. I'm, I'm probably too old for that, sadly. But uh, to just keep myself fit and stay involved as long as possible for me. For sure. And, and, and myself, I guess, I, I don't know. I hadn't come into it with a, uh, an aspiration that I would be doing island game matches. It was kind of, I, I kind of fell into it a little bit. And, and However, I, I, I do know that I've, I've got drive and want to kind of, I always want to improve in things that I do. So, so sort of like I do think I've kind of developed and continue to, to improve hopefully as, as a referee. And, and if that gives me opportunities to kind of do things like um, uh, Island games or, or kind of 
local Jersey Jersey Guernsey games and that in the future. That would be absolutely brilliant. But there would there would be a bit of time, I suppose, before doing that. Yeah, I think the Jersey Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a thousand people at Springfield, yeah. like a variety. I mean, that must be something that you look forward to, especially with it being a different income and over as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Jersey Absolutely. Bulls. I, I can't. Rich will say the same. I keep saying Rich will say the same, but I think we all will say the same. The Jersey Bulls has been a breath of fresh air for the island, hasn't it? It's been fabulous. Um, it's great yeah. for the players, great opportunity for them, but great opportunity for referees coming forward and the opportunity to get involved in the Bulls games. And potentially, once we get through all of this, this COVID nightmare, maybe us going back and forward for the UK to get involved in that league as well. There's opportunities there for younger referees, definitely. Yeah. Definitely something to look forward to as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I agree. How much would, and lastly, how much would you say to maybe some people just watching this? How much would you encourage them to get involved and be a referee uh, here in Jersey? On, on my level, um, from myself, I would say it's, it's 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 a wonderful thing. There's no reason why you can't be a. We've got a number of referees who still play at a, at a good level as well. You know, younger lads coming through. What a great opportunity to learn about the game and life skills as well. Certainly for the younger referees. Um, I would thoroughly encourage it to come through. You, you learn so much how to t- how to talk to people, how to manage situations. And you've got the support behind you and never more than now. Great opportunity, but what a great game to be part of. And, and refereeing is fabulous. You get so much from it. And the, the odd occasion where you feel a little bit lonely, a little bit down, it, it, it's taken over by, uh, 10 times by the enjoyment you get from it and the, the people you meet and the people you're involved with. So huge, huge fan of young lads getting involved in refereeing, learning more about the game, a little bit more understanding for them as they as they learn to play, you know, they're learning to play their football, they're going to learn so much more from this as well. So get involved. Big, big fan of it. Yeah. And, and is there an age where you start to get paid to be on everything? For anyone that's yeah. totally outside watching or listening, it'd be useful yeah. to know that as well, because maybe that pitch people's ears up a touch when they understand there's a, you know... Absolutely. Obviously you can, yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't referee, um, the junior referees can't referee their own age groups, but we look at 14 and above cast. 14 to 16, is, they start off as what we call a level nine, and they yeah. can referee a couple of years below. But great opportunity. You, you'll have seen yourself now. We've got a couple of superb young, young lads, 14 years of age, uh, Roman and Finn, and getting involved. We've got Tristan moving on, and we've got a number of young boys coming through. I perhaps shouldn't mention names, but coming through with the RDC, which is brilliantly run by Paul Daniel, and they get to do a lot of the Ireland players, the Ireland squad games on the yeah, Friday night. Yeah, I've seen night. those games. Yeah, they do. And they, and they train them well. They give them good mentoring. You were... Touching oh. on earlier to make sure they get the hand signals right, the flags right. And it yep. is good. And again, it's another part that's hidden that should be seen more to realise that we're all learning on the job and we're all going to yep. make mistakes. But we'll, well, those Friday nights are invaluable for them. I mean, they're invaluable for the boys as they play. You know, your lad, my lad were involved in that as well. It's, it, the, you know, the, the development centre is great for the young footballers, but it's also great yep. for these young referees as well. It's such a safe yep. environment. Um they're welcomed, they're, they're wanted there, and, and they've got so much support around them. What a great way yeah. to learn. Um, and they're never, never going to be pushed into games um, that they're not ready for or they're not comfortable doing. And that's the thing with refereeing that maybe might put people off, maybe that they feel like, oh, well, I don't want to be there on a Saturday afternoon getting screamed at by 16 stone lumps, you know, on, yeah. on, on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. 
doesn't work like that. You you get brought through and and you 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 do the level that you feel comfortable at, so to speak. But fourteen is the age that we we look to start them on the course. It's, it's certainly the case. We've got a lot more joined up over the last few years, and um, yeah. it's another great example of another important part of all. Absolutely, um, getting them involved is great. Great. As I say, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, casting. We're getting, getting these, these youngsters involved in football and, and, and learning so many life skills, but also trying to retain some of the older heads as well. Um, what is yeah, always sad is that when a referee, perhaps due to injury, due to, due to age, they feel that it's time to move on. But we're trying to encourage them now to stay in the game as mentors, as observers, and do the game to the level that they feel comfortable at doing. So we're trying to keep people involved in refereeing as long as possible as well. So it works at both ends of the scale. Uh, Excellent, Joe. That's good. Great, great. It really is. And without you guys, people have to remember there's no games. They can't be played. So it, you're like probably the most vital people in the island football, in a way. Yeah, it's, it's very kind of you to say. I'm not not sure. I'd, yeah. I'd say, I'd say we're just as vital, but the the, the players. Yeah. Generally, it's a great experience for all of us to be around and we should all go away having had a positive experience. It's, football's fantastic for all of us. Um, but yeah, we are a very important part of the game. But also, you know, we, we, we know ourselves as well. We have to do the best that we can and do the best. You know, we want to give our best performance and there's nothing worse for a referee. I've come away once or twice this season alone and felt maybe I've got this wrong, maybe I've done, you know, and, and you want to give the best performance you can. And Rich will probably agree with me again. Um, in regards to that, so yeah, we are a vital part of it, but um, yeah. we're just as passionate as the players and the, and the coaches and the, and the, the parents and the supporters yeah. as well. Yeah, and I, I think football would continue without referees, but it, the game's better with them. When there's a, yeah. when there is a mutual in the middle that's going to take that and kind of that, I think it's underestimated the amount of time that people put aside as a referee to 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 gain their own knowledge of the laws, their own kind of learning, the the kind of. Um, it's not just turning up and I think some people think that is you just turn up on a Saturday, you get your match fee and you walk away. Um, it, it's much more than that. It, it, there's lots of kind of individual learning and reflection that you do on each game. And, and we tend to probably beat ourselves up more than we, we should do after games of decisions yeah. that perhaps we wanted, would do differently in, in, in hindsight yeah. and things like that. But yeah. You go through the same motions as a player would, as a coach would, you know, the you know, yeah. the ups and downs, getting things right, making mistakes. Everyone does it on match day. Uh, and I think what we want to try and do, I mean, we're not going to reinvent the wheel on this call, but certainly open people's opinions up to normalising that we're all part of the club, the chain that makes football keep going round. And, um, you know, you don't need to like people, but you can respect what they do and how they, um, you know, for 90 minutes. And then ideally, we see, like we have this season so far, some brilliant games of football. Yeah, really close games. The the league is as um, competitive as it's been for a long, long time. Yeah, and a great junior section coming through, a good girl section there. Uh, Centre of excellence, you say. The football, so many positive things to talk about, and I think over the years, spent far too much time on negative news and drama, and now it's the case of this is what we're going, and this is the people that's driving the game forward. Then, yeah, brilliant. Yep. Fantastic having you on, guys. It's been really interesting to hear your voices, basically, and just to hear from the referee side. Well, thank you for the work you guys thank are doing you. as well. I mean, yeah. raising the profile of the game, it's it's been tremendous. 
well done. So thank you for what you're doing too. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. I think that's about 90 minutes for that as the final whistle. <laughs> I think we went into injury time a while ago, Cass. <laughs> Good to meet you guys again. Kempi, great to see you. Rick, yeah, you lovely too, to meet you. Brilliant. And uh, keep up the great work. Cheers, lads. Yeah, likewise, guys. Love your sports, Cos. Keep it going, guys. Cheers. All the best. Well done, Dan. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys. Well done. Bye.